0: P-W-O, 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 P-W-O.
1: Hello everybody. I hope everyone had a very happy holidays. We're back, it's the PWO WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, I have K Market uh, <laughs> Jake Hager, Jay Habger.
2: What's up, was I was up, everybody? Hey.
1: I have the Dean of Old School, D. White. Right, I'm right here. I got it all to say. And as always, back by popular demand, it's Pat.
0: Mr. Lilly.
1: How are we doing tonight? this Dwight. <laughs> well, I think I speak for everybody when I say we're all still recovering from the news this weekend. Um. Mm. So I, I hate to make a small note before we get to this one, but um we do want to send our condolences to the family of Danny Hodges. He's a wrestling legend. He recently died this past week at the age of 88. He's um, a pioneer. I,
3: uh, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about him. Okay. You guys are amateur wrestlers. Yeah. Okay. Danny Hodges was 46 and0 at the University of Oklahoma with 36 pins and during his college career was never taken off his feet. The
4: award for most outstanding wrestler at, of the year in the NCAA
3: is named after him. Right. So the Heisman trophy of amateur wrestling is the Danny Hodge Trophy. Dan Hodge. Yeah. Yeah, So, and there's no real way to underestimate. And then he became a pro wrestler. And, you know, during the, during the uh, sixties, mostly into the seventies and was good at that too. Um, He's, you know, members of, he's a WWE hall of famer. He's a, belongs to the national wrestling hall of fame. He's, you know, he was a junior, small, smaller guy. So he was a junior heavyweight champion. But one of the things that I saw Dan, Danny Hodge do, um, and I saw this actually on, I think it was on a video or something that, that Jim Ross was showing anyway. And he was like in his eighties or, Pretty close to it, and his hands were so strong, he could take an apple and just Brush crush it, <laughs> crush it with his hands. Like even when he was in his eighties, he could still yeah, do that. I've seen so, that video. God, I was just like, "What?" And he would just hold it and just crush the apple in his hand. It's awesome. Anyway, okay. no way, no way to underestimate it. Um, but Danny so, Hodge, yeah, legend.
4: silver medalist at the Olympics. Um, he was also a Golden Gloves uh, boxer. I mean, so, this guy, I mean, when you talk about fighting sports, like, you know, you talk about someone like, you know, MMA is such a big thing now. You talk about somebody who was one of the first guys to go across, you know, multiple disciplines. You know, obviously he wasn't an MMA guy, but, you know, he kind of is one of those first guys that transcended fighting sports. Yeah.
3: Sure. So yeah, absolutely. No way to, no way to really um, understate how important Danny Hodges was.
1: Yeah. um, We do have to follow it up with, we send our condolences to the family of Mr. Brody Lee, um, who passed away this past Saturday. Uh, at the age of 41, still signed to the AEW roster. Uh, and this um, this rocked the wrestling world. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, a lot of people have compared it to when Eddie Guerrero passed away and how it caught a lot of people off guard and, um, and really just kind of shook everybody. Um, yeah. I I have a hard time trying to sum up uh, a man who I don't personally know, but who I I haven't realized it, but I've been watching on TV for a decade. Um, A man who, amongst all reports, was as great as an entertainer he has been and as great as a wrestler he's been. He was an even better father and husband and friend, just overall human being. and uh, it really, it really caught a lot of us off guard to the point where um, <laughs> some people were, were trying to say that this is a work, mm. uh, which was very quickly proved otherwise. And uh, a lot of people just just praying to God that something is wrong and, and this isn't accurate. But unfortunately, uh, Mr. Brody Lee is no longer with us.
3: So hey, I just want to throw in J- uh, John Huber, his real name, or Birdie yes. Lee, or and and one of the stories that popped up uh, in the last 24 hours since we got the news and it started to circle through wrestling circles was I remember on our show and we talked about it when um you know when he hadn't been on television for a long time at the after the sort of the end of the Bludgeon Brothers and we were trying to figure out what was going on and people were getting released or asking to get released before he debuted in AEW, I think um. A lot of us had sort of wondered out loud, like, why was he staying at WWE? I mean, they obviously, like, didn't seem to have any use for him. Um, he, he, you know, we got reports he wasn't—he at the time, like, you know, he wasn't injured. He just wasn't on television. They, you know, the creative didn't have anything for him, and and it, it came out that, you know, basically he was—he he wanted to stay because of his family, and he was getting a steady paycheck. And yeah, he wasn't happy about what was going on in wrestling, but it was really kind of a bigger thing as a dad, you know, to keep up, keep your, a steady paycheck for your family. And it just kind of reflects really on him. We, we talk about wrestling and wrestling's the thing we talk about, um, on this show, but I know I'm a dad and I understand that that's, it isn't the most important thing in your life that your family comes before everything and even those guys. So when we don't seem to understand things don't seem to make sense. We got to remember these, these people are humans too, you know, their fathers, their husbands,
2: you know, and his wife was the major force behind him, you know, getting out of WWE too, which is, he like, was torn about wanting to leave, but having to stay. And his wife was super behind him doing.
3: Which, which in retrospect, I mean, for ours, I mean, thank God. Cause we got, we got months of like really super character work. And the, I mean, he elevated the dark order. From whatever it wasn't to like one of the things we watched for. You I know? Can
1: interject in that as well. Um, that wasn't something that they pitched to him. He volunteered to be to join the dark order because he felt like they could really make something incredible out of this. Um originally uh, according to Eviluno, he was pitched as a solo act. Right. Uh, and he wanted to join the dark order. Yeah.
3: Um well- Well, and if you guys, I don't, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but, um, I, I don't know that you can appreciate his kind of appreciate him if you hadn't watched BTE because that showed such another side of him, you know, and I, I super enjoyed that. And if you haven't watched today's BTE, please do that. So, yeah. Um, you know, the thing about
4: this that really like hits you hard, it's, um, it's, it's ironic because I was literally having this conversation with my sister-in-law, I think Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I can't remember what, but it was like, we were talking about how, you know, normally we don't get affected by like celebrity deaths and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it, us finding it odd that like... You know, people who, you know, people never meet, um, you know, have such an a issue with them, you know, dying or passing away. And then, like, this happened, and it kind of made me, like, get it a lot more. Um, You know, not only has he been one of my favorite guys, like, the last five, you know, five six years, you know, obviously he's been around longer but you know just his stuff with uh you know bray and then uh you know obviously he was coming into his own in aew uh and really putting his best stuff out there um you know it, it wasn't like it was it was a shock when matt was like man you know this is a Bertie lee died uh but it was the hours and hours of just outpour afterwards. Um, you know, you really know when people who are close to someone like they were really a good person. Like, yeah, no one's ever going to say a bad thing about someone like uh, right after it's, it's a surprising death or, you know, something kind of out of the blue people weren't expecting, but you can tell the difference. And uh Just the outpour of that just makes you so sad because, you know, like it's for me because I go like, man, I know what it's like to lose my dad at a a young age, uh, what that feels like. And by all accounts, like this dude was, you know, more about being the best father he could be before being the best performer he could be, you know, um, and that really showed through with how he took care of other people in the WWE too, you know, that father like figure to the younger guys. And, you know, just reading stuff from like Charlotte Flair, uh, where she said like, you know, sometimes the world isn't good enough for the people that they get. Like, you know, Uh the world didn't deserve someone like Brody Lee, like, damn, man, that's, you know, I hope someone speaks that highly of me when my time comes, you know what I mean? For sure. So it, it just is a really harsh reminder that, you know, tell the people you love that you love them and appreciate every morning you wake up. And, you know, that's that's really all I can kind of say on it.
1: Um, There is... One or two tweets. I'm going to try and keep it to one or two. Uh, especially because I don't want to put other people's business out there as much, but uh, I mean, I, I just, I really believe that speaks to the man that he was. Um, Emilio Sparks, who used to work for WWE, he's one of the producers for Talkin' Shop. Um, he put out there that uh, when when he lost his daughter, um, Brody had called him and cried with him on the phone for hours and just did everything they could to help him get through it and was right there for with him the entire time. Um, Big E talks about how when uh, everything that happened with George Floyd occurred, um, he spoke with Big E and, and they talked – together and cried together about their frustrations with everything um he he paid for Emilio Sparks entire podcast setup because he felt like uh he didn't have what Emilio was worth he didn't he didn't Emilio wasn't didn't have the equipment um Randy Orton has gone out of his way to talk about how brave and courageous and empowered he felt when Brody Lee decided to leave WWE and how much that hurt him. Um, Kevin Owens, Xavier Woods, uh, both, both of the guys from FTR Charlotte Flair, like we've already said, um, Cody even talks about how, uh, how Brody impacted his career and his life. Um, especially when he was Lou Harper in the WWE. Um, if if you have the time and maybe you don't really know, I highly recommend you guys go back and look through maybe Twitter, Instagram. Um, Seth Rollins had a really touching uh, message out there. Biggie has been putting stuff out daily. Eddie Kingston is constantly putting out any promo just because he wants to hear his voice. Um, it's very, it's very emotional. Um, So the Wednesday night card for AEW has also changed um, in light of this. Um, And as I, as I say, this dark order is currently trending. Um, John Silver also, I think his needs to be said, put out there. Um, So Uh, they they let Brody's son make the main event for Dynamite on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Match all matches that were supposed to happen this week have been pushed back to uh, the new year. So the first two weeks of twenty twenty one will be card set forth for this week and next week. It's all just pushed back a week. Um, and the match lineup for Wednesday is uh Brody Jr.'s. Favorite team for one night only. It's Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and 10 of the Dark Order versus Team Taz. The Young Bucks and Colt Cabana versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds are going to face MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. Anna Jay and Tay Conti are going to face uh, Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. And Lance Archer and Eva Luno and Stu Grayson are going to face Eddie Kingston, The Butcher and the Blade. Um, dark order is in every match the main event was handcrafted by his son um, all i ask i don't i don't want to hear anything about ratings this week mhm yeah i don't want to hear it this week we do it all the time this one i i don't want to talk about honestly um and anyone want to share maybe a favorite memory from uh, brody lee luke carper
4: you no, know, it's it's a very easy one because it's the recent one. But when he squashed Cody for the world title or for the TNT title, um, yeah. again, this is why it, like sucks so much. Again, just talking about it, like uh, he was about to, like, really, really, really be given the opportunity that he should have had for years, um. Like you know to for Cody to let him squash him, and um, Cody even put it out there like uh, uh brody wouldn't even uh like squash pit him without hook like he asked him if it was okay to not hook his hook his leg uh on the finish because he was res- you know again it just shows you the respect that um you know, Brody showed for the business. Like, for that... For, that's such an insignificant thing, like, to fans. Like, something you wouldn't think of, like, in a squash. But, like, to have the wherewithal you go, hey, like, you're already putting me over. Like, do you want me to hook the leg? Or can I just take the squash pin? Like, man, that's such a, a big deal, uh, effect wise And it just... Again, it kind of just sums up this
1: whole thing, you know? I
0: think
1: so. Go ahead, Dwight.
3: No, no, I was just saying, I, it's, I, one of the cool things I've noticed is like, it ha- and, and, uh, is, is just how widespread and universal the, uh, the, the, the praise for him has been. I mean, it's, it hasn't, I mean, almost every WWE, a wrestler, almost every AEW wrestler, tons of indie guys, almost everybody that's ever worked with him. I'm um, one of the coolest um tributes I saw. Was was um, Shug D um talked told us a couple of stories about working with him on the indies and and uh he had it was funny. He said, "Are we still doing the globe trotter shit?" That's what he said, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But it just like just a genuinely good guy. So. Yeah, that's a tough, tough weekend to be wrestling fans. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, I do want to say this. Uh, Tony Khan just tweeted this. Uh, right, right as the show started, um, he had announced the new card lineup uh, about thirty minutes before he we went on the air. Here, um, but Tony Khan just tweeted out, "I haven't slept much recently. I have a lot of responsibilities across my different roles, but this was the hardest week I've ever experienced." I'll miss John very much. I worked all night on a tribute card to honor him. The response from Amanda and from fans have made me cry. Thank you. Um, more of this. More and more of fans being able to just enjoy and and, and rejoice and, and praise as well. Um, also, for those of you who are watching Raw as this is going on, don't – don't come in with the hopes that they're gonna do these the huge tribute that they do with for Dusty or Roddy or Pat Patterson or any of that, um, and don't don't go and bash them for it either. Um, this ain't the time nor the place. Um, a lot of people are hurting. I don't think now's the time for that. So I, I just ask, guys. I know we rip on them a lot. I'm sure we're gonna rip on WWE later in this show, knowing our lineup tonight. Um, that's not one of them to bash, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't expect that tonight, or maybe ever. Honestly. Um, be happy if we get a ten bell salute. If we get a in loving memory of John Huber, aka Luke Harper.
4: Actually, I'm gonna. 759. I'm actually gonna cut the TV on and see if they do anything.
2: Yeah, uh, basically, my setup is I have my TV in front of me and I sit where I can see my TV. And I every Monday have Raw on in the background, uh, just to see what's happening. I have the volume off, I can't hear anything that's being said, Uh, and I've very much, just it's to see what's happening to try and follow as much as I can.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna try and switch it onto my. Uh,
2: we have an in memory of John uh, Huber, Lou Harper with the years.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I don't expect much more than that. Yeah, and then yeah, I, and my usual setup, as you guys know, is IDVR raw and fast forward it tomorrow morning. So. That's what uh, I will make an exception for this evening, um, but I won't be happy about it. Can we go? Can we talk about wrestling? Yeah,
1: we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna bring it back now. I know. Um, I know this is something that a lot of people are emotional about. And look, feel free to message us on here. We'll be more than happy to talk to you over Messenger about it and tell you how much we loved, we loved them. We'll even tell you which one of us you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free. Okay. But we are there, there is a lot that we have on the docket tonight, especially since we didn't have a live show last Thursday. Our, our award show for 2020 is still loading up onto Facebook and YouTube. Um, but we did have some things happen on Friday. Um,
3: yes, we did.
1: For instance, we have yeah. a new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Big E has officially taken it off of Sami Zayn in the main event. Um, there were three title defenses on the show. Uh, The show opened, I believe, with Roman Reigns defeating Kevin Owens uh, in the steel cage with a little help from Us. Um, But the other big part of this was uh, SmackDown had the highest rating of the Fox era on Monday. Um, Which was, I believe, a total...
2: It was like 3.34
1: million? 2.34 2.34 as the overall, but the first hour I want to tell you did do a 4.4. Yeah, um,
3: yeah so defin- definitely. Definitely. Uh, definitely. They have benefited from basically most of the college football bowls are, they are able. not happening or they've been severely like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like how the bowl season is sort of, set up or stuff's gotten canceled and things like that it's really and uh and then you haven't sort of the delayed start with um although we did have the nba on christmas day it's just not a lot else going on and so i think they benefit from that for sure yeah
1: i want to tell you there's a football game that maybe ended a couple minutes into it so you had the post game show it right? was
3: uh was it
2: liberty coastal carolina
3: yes that was also true which, which was a really good game between two uh, surprisingly good teams. So. Yeah.
2: Uh, basically all that they're advertising tonight on Raw is we're getting Keith Lee versus Sheamus in a match for the, pos- or for the opportunity to face through McIntyre. Uh, and then we're getting the Alexis Playground with guest Randy Orton to talk about. You
1: burned the fiend.
4: Just like they talked about last week.
1: Yeah. I'll say this. Alexa did play her role very well last week. Yeah. Um, she's really good in this type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, no one was really expecting, I think, a big number for SmackDown uh, this, this week. So a lot of people gave a lot of praise. They thought this was the best SmackDown of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, you had a steel cage for the Universal title and a an Eric Connell title with the title change happening. Yeah. Um, so that's it for SmackDown. We'll see them in 2021.
5: Yeah.
1: Unless we get to the 13th month of 2020.
2: Let's not joke about that. 2020 needed to end like three weeks ago,
1: nine mm-hmm. months ago. Uh, but to more WWE news: Pat McAfee gone from WWE. Um. So it's been reported that WWE has no plans to put him on television for the time being. Um, McAfee has made some jokes about it. In fact, Retribution has uh, asked him if he would like to join, which I thought (laughs) was funny. Um, McAfee's been joking that he thinks he got fired on Christmas. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so apparently there's no plans to have him on television. No real reason for it, given um just that he is pulled.
2: Uh, he's a fairly out there, outspoken guy, so I wouldn't be shocked if he had said something to somebody at some time backstage that just didn't ring well with the rest of everybody. And
4: I'm, wonder, I'm wondering, did he cut the whole uh, wearing a neck brace and talking about a neck injury on his show? Without getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he definitely um, he definitely went on there and was talking about how he got his neck injured because nobody caught him off the cage and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I do think it's very interesting. And honestly, the biggest losers in all of this is Pete Dunne, Danny Burch and well, Pete. Morgan.
4: Pete Dunne will be fine. Yeah. yeah, the other two, we'll see.
1: I mean, they are still currently the tag team champions, but. Uh it, it does kind of feel like they were just dropped. Yeah. They didn't they just lose those belts or are gonna lose them this week? Uh they, they still have them for the time being. Um, I don't
4: They're gonna lose them to Killian Dane and uh
2: Drake Maverick. Fake Fire.
1: Okay. A lot of a lot of things that we're gonna that you guys are gonna see from our our award shows that haven't haven't been made public just yet. Um, but yeah, in general, what's what is your guys' reaction to this just dropping of Pat McAfee?
4: He did what he was there for, which was to set up a war games match. Yeah, no one wants to watch Pat McAfee every Wednesday on NXT.
3: Yep, There you go. That's pretty much it. I mean, um, I, I, I think he for what and I'll throw it out. I mean, I've seen that we've seen lots of celebrities come in for a little, you know, one role to one pay-per-view. I mean, from Dennis Rodman and and Carl Malone and Jay Leno. I mean, we've seen it. So um, I think this probably surpassed sort of the expectations of that in ring. He did really, really well. But I think this was, right. always, this was yeah. always good.
2: Yeah, I don't think he was ever meant as a long in-ring performer. Uh, I could see them bringing him back, you know, for pre-show stuff where he's not really doing much. Uh, I
4: I wonder, did he think he was going to be a full-time wrestler with this deal? And maybe they were hoping he would be more of a manager type thing.
2: Yeah, is it a like, clash of what they were thinking is kind of i'm right there with you pat it's wwe wanted one thing he thought it was another thing they just couldn't come to
3: yeah i mean essentially i think he it was a crossover thing he worked for fox um they had done some other stuff you know fox signed CM punk um to you know to to work for them so he essentially he works for fox so it's a you know it was it's just one of those Crossover whatever deals that I think was never going to be permanent, I and he, he just and, and he he just super exceeded expectations. I that
4: that that he did. did actually
3: sign a deal
1: with WWE about Fox. Well, I maybe believe he I'm, did
4: several
2: years ago. Yeah, I thought uh, he did sign. I might be
4: wrong on that, but I thought fairly recently there was a uh, thing about that.
2: Uh, December 2018, Pat McAfee signed a multi-year deal with WWE. Uh,
4: yeah, I know about that. I I'm referencing something that would happen this year. I'm probably just
5: making
1: it up. Yeah. You think there was an extension that we didn't that we maybe forgot or maybe wasn't seen? Yeah, I don't know. I I
4: I'm, I'm probably I'm probably wrong. I must have misunderstood, misinterpreted something.
1: You're good. Happens to the best of us. Um, Speaking of WWE and interested in talent, though, uh, it's being reported that WWE is very interested in some top talent in Impact Wrestling. Um, The names specifically that I've seen mentioned are, of course, Ethan Page and Taya Valkyrie. And I believe there's one more. I'm trying to see if... there's there's a list of about
4: eight names when I saw this. Mm -hmm. And I saw Taya and Ethan Page... And if you want to talk top talent, like okay, I'm good on those. But like, I also saw uh, Rhino and Willie Mac. Willie Mac, I understand, is a top talent. Uh, but like Rhino, Willie Mac, uh, there was another tag team I think on the list.
2: Uh, Current world champion Rich Swan. Rich Willie M-
4: was one, yeah. yeah.
2: Willie Mac Rhino, Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace, Kira Hogan, and the self-proclaimed TNA World Heavyweight Champion Moose.
4: That was it. That was the list I
1: saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's funny because half of these people are former WWE people, anyways. Or Early- well,
1: wow. yeah, that's exactly it. To me, it's not even like we're trying to sign these guys because they're going to better our product. We're signing them so they're not helping yeah. anyone else's. We're scared what they might do on a bigger platform. Which, Moose and Ethan Page, yeah, you really I should. Thought be, it would be a great
4: addition to AEW's release
1: program. Yeah, I was about
2: to say that if Taya comes to the WWE. Does she kind of just get thrown in as, like, a valet, entourage, kind of background yeah. character?
4: She'll
2: probably,
4: probably wrestle. They tend to not, outside of Charlotte, they've been, tending
1: to not put those guys on the same shows. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think out of everyone on that list... Ty is probably the most likely, just because she'll get to actually be with her husband, as we mentioned, yeah. John Morrison. Um, that one makes the most sense to me. Willie Mack might go just to see. I don't. I don't know if he's ever had a run in the E. Uh, he's he's kind of older,
0: so. I'll
3: make
1: your Possible. He may. He may have been. an um, OVW checking. guy.
3: No, uh, Willie Mac is a Willie Mac's a PWG guy, man. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to see. Like, maybe if he was maybe uh signed to WWE a long time ago, but I can't think of anything. Like uh, that. He apparently, <laughs> he
2: had signed in 2014, uh, but was cut after about a month.
4: Huh, too much of a sloppy body for WWE.
2: Uh, yeah, a few years later, uh, McClinton said WWE fired him because of a medical test, found something wrong with his blood pressure and his knee.
5: Uh,
2: however, he suspects that he was fired because WWE signed another African-American wrestler at the same time that had a
3: better body than him. He said that he was actually released and never even went to Orlando. Yeah. So... So, no. But uh, Lucha Underground, I mean, he definitely yeah. made the most of his time uh, after that. And then, of course, since, I mean, he did some things with NWA. He was a national heavyweight champion. And then um, he's, you know, and then Impact, I mean, he's really been kind of come come, un, come into his own uh, former X Division champion. Um, and, you know, really, I think, unfortunately, we know what would happen to him in WWE but I like Willie Mack and whatever it does well for mm-hmm. him. Um, I'm all for um, at the rest of those um, folks uh, Taya probably does make sense. Um, but the rest of them, I don't, I don't see it as going well, especially like Rosemary or Jordan Grace. I cannot imagine that either of them being a do Yeah. yeah I
4: don't, I don't, could you imagine the fat shaming they would
3: do to uh, Jordan Grace gosh. and Kira Hogan as good as she is, I mean, she's—they already have Naomi. I mean, and yeah. and they already have Ember Moon. I'm not sure what what Kira Hogan would do differently. But then again, I mean, she's she's talented. Um, but uh, you know, I I, don't, I just I, I think I don't I don't see the any of those being a good idea. That doesn't mean it won't happen. Rhino, maybe I mean, as a stage guy, but I don't know.
4: Ethan Page Would be successful.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: Moose, yeah. Moose, and Willie Mac, You have to hope they put in the hurt business. That's like a best case right.
3: scenario situation. Yeah. I just don't want anyone going to WWE at this point because I, I'm I'm enjoying AEW and Impact working together. I want to see what that comes of that, and I don't want it, any of that to get. And maybe that's where this is coming from, because um, WWE likes to sign people just so they won't be other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I hope that's not what this is.
1: Ethan Page is the one for me. Um, I've I been pretty vocal on here, uh, just uh, about how incredible he is and how incredible the North is. Um, God, I can't wait for my Ethan Page shirt to get in. I'm still waiting on that. Um, but he could be successful anywhere as long as he's given the chance to be successful. That's my concern. I'm, I'm worried that they'll litigate him to a tag team role where they'll try and make hands like Robert Stone. He seems to
4: be a guy that enjoys creativity a lot, and you would think that he would be smart enough to know that that's gonna, his wings are going to get clipped.
1: Yeah. And the, other, the other aspect of that for me is he does run a wrestling an independent wrestling promotion.
2: Yeah, and he'd have to cut that.
1: Well, and there's no saying what would happen to it. Like That would be very curious and maybe you know maybe that's something that he does do just because I, I don't know how financially stable that's been with 2020 yeah um that's another big thing to kind of talk about you know a lot of a lot of these wrestlers made a lot of money through independent wrestling um mm-hmm. as well as impact wrestling it's been heavily documented especially with uh carrying cross and Scarlett. um you know so some people were not getting paid very well uh, I, I do not know contract situations. I don't know pricing of, of, of what people's contracts are currently. Um, but I do know that a lot of Impact wrestlers wrestled everywhere else. Uh, Rich Swan, you know, is the next-gen wrestling uh, heavyweight champion still. I know they haven't been able to have a show since uh, we were pumping for them to come up here to Virginia. Um, but, I mean, that, that should just tell you, like, the guy who was a world champion in Impact is working independent dates to make additional money. Um, okay. So I do think it's interesting to talk about, you know, uh, is it the best for them financially to come over
3: as horrible? Yeah, well, that, I, that, I mean, that's a reality. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, speaking of side hustle and impact, did anyone else see that Kylie Ray is taking cameo appointments again for $55 a pop? i not.
4: Like to birthday parties or like wrestling events.
3: No, cameo. Uh, yeah, so she's just yeah, yeah. doing the, you know, hey, I will fi- I will film you and announce.
4: Uh, um, uh, it's basically
3: like, here's a video. Yeah. Happy birthday, Pat. Yeah. From Kylie Ray, but she is still under contract with Impact. So I don't know if that's what kind of news that is but she sort of she vanished for a while and now at least man if
4: in I'm if I'm impact I'm making her sit that whole contract I know.
1: Um, <laughs> I almost wonder and I, I don't know how great she would be in this role but um, you know if do if, not
4: tell me you're going to say put her on the announcer's table
1: no 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 god no Impact has enough issues at the announce table. I mean, it might be a step up from Josh Matthews, but. Yeah, I was
3: gonna, there's honestly, nowhere to go, nowhere to go but up. Yeah, yeah but,
1: uh, but honestly, you? I think if she, if her, if she's having issues being in front of a crowd, is she someone who would be better as a coach slash somewhere in that role, maybe there is somewhere else that Impact would put her if being in front of the camera, isn't it?
4: I don't I know we don't need to go back down this road with her again because I know we were hypercritical. Um, especially myself. But gosh, does it still seem suspicious that like being in front of a crowd is my problem. And that flared up when there was no crowd to be had.
1: Well, yeah, I remember, I mean in general, i know mean, I social media as well. The world's smaller and smaller every day.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I hope I hope it's good news. I hope she's getting, getting her things together, and this is kind of a way to ease her toe back into, because um, she is super talented. If you've ever seen her work on the indies, and even the stuff she did with Wrestle House, and I mean she she I mean she was good, she's good, and yeah. it's a shame it's a shame she, that there's these other issues going on. Hopefully, maybe this is uh, you know, hopefully maybe she's got those things sorted out. Who knows? Yeah,
1: once again, we wish nothing but the best for her um hopefully everything gets worked out but, um so that's that's interesting i do think the financial aspect is very real to talk about though with the other wrestlers um let's talk about something that's going to really i think help a company here we're going to talk about major league wrestling right. Uh. <laughs> Uh, we were just announced that they're going to now be on also, additionally, the Roku channel. So if you have a Roku, you're going to be able to watch MLW. Nice.
3: Yep. And um, and, and some some of the... Um, MLW has been one of those things that if you, like, I had BN for a while so I could watch them there and then, of course, they, they, they upload their stuff later on YouTube and like Sunday nights, you could catch it. But... Um, I mean, I've really enjoyed that product. They've done some really innovative things. Um, they're still doing innovative things. they got some really super talented folks. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm a, I want more eyes to be on it. Um, I don't know, I don't know how have, what a difference Roku is going to make as far as, I mean, you guys know better than I. I'm good, but I'm one of those folks that goes out and I look for those things to watch. Um, but any more eyes is a good thing for MLW because they have a good product.
1: I'm with you on that. I do think it is so easy just to access it on YouTube, honestly, right now. I almost wonder if maybe this is an attempt to try and pull in some people who wouldn't regularly watch it. Maybe if they actually have the Roku channel on and they see it, they're like, you know, okay, let's give it a chance. Um, So hopefully, once again, it does bring more eyes to MLW. I know they just finished up the Opera Cup. Uh, They're talking about what they're going to do moving forward here. They have some great matches. Uh, Ben, this is going to pop you. Um they're bringing back someone from Lucha Underground. Who is it? I want you to guess. Who do you think would be the guy?
2: I'm trying to think. It's been a good 2 years <laughs> since I've watched Lucha Underground.
1: Uh, so, it's not Johnny Mundo.
2: It's I know it's not Johnny Mundo.
1: It's not Prince Puma.
2: Yeah, it can't be Prince Puma. Uh, it can't be. Is it kill shot? Is that Isaiah Swerve?
1: That's Swerve.
2: Yeah. Uh, it can't be King Cuerno.
1: No. You're getting closer though.
2: <laughs> like I'm trying to think. It can't be Phoenix. Can't
1: be Penta. Penta. Like I'm trying to think of other big like stars. Ray, Ray Mac is.
4: Ray Ray Mysterio.
1: <laughs> no, and it's the second Lucha Underground champion.
2: I don't remember. Who took it off of Mundo.
1: He had it before Mundo. I thought Mundo was the first one. No, dog.
2: Oh. Like I said, it's been a good while since I've seen Lucha Underground.
1: So, Mil Muertes. Yeah,
2: Mil Muertes. I forgot about him.
1: <laughs> He's going up on MLW. Uh, they're really pushing uh, Serena De La Renta versus, um, versus Conan. Yep. They're kind of uh, who owns these these roads. Um, I I'm pumped for it. They also have one of my favorite factions right now with maybe one of uh, the most underrated wrestler of 2020, or maybe just the most underrated wrestler on the independent scene, and Jacob Fatu.
3: The country Unit.
1: Who oh, um, also.
4: also... I don't think has been talked about on television – or on television, excuse me, on WrestleCast yet um, that he put out kind of a cryptic
1: it's AEW tweet. Different thought, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're good. It's, it's, the... it's hard keeping up with which one's which. One yeah. of the thought twos did put out that he is AEW bound. Yes. Um, but it has not been confirmed by anyone. I did. AEW
4: didn't do the uh, all, he's all elite thing like they normally no. do. Well, they,
3: they, it was a picture of him from behind, uh, you know, in front, in front, front of, of like the, the logo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: but they normally have
4: that like graphic, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did think it was funny though. Uh, someone did respond to that tweet and was like, Roman Reigns ain't going to like this. Uh, don't expect a whole lot on your Christmas. And he was like, Roman Reigns, don't feed my table.
3: Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, so apparently not all the twos are in on, uh, on the head of the table.
3: No. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, but I mean, that's, and you know, Tom Lawler, if you haven't watched it, I mean, Cirilla de la Renta is a talent. She is a sue She is a incredible talent. And, uh, I mean, you, you got guys like ACH, uh, right, Tom yeah. Lawler, you know, you got a lot low key. I mean, that Opera cup finals, Tom, uh, oh, filthy yeah. Tom Lawler,
1: yeah. low key. new Von Eriks. Yes. Uh,
3: yeah. And those guys were just ridiculous. I mean, Kevin Von Eric's sons. Um, if you saw the dark side of the ring, um, on the <laughs> Von Eriks, you know, you got to see them at the end of that episode, um, him training, uh, uh, Ross and oh gosh. The other Von Eric. It
4: just scare you to have Von Eric some wrestling.
3: Yeah, well,
4: they're Kevin's kids, so we're we're at the point where you're talking about how exciting they are and how new they are, and it's kind of like, oh boy, yeah, read this story before.
3: Well, except for Kevin was the only one that really, you know made it through and had his stuff together, so, yeah, well, hopefully Thank goodness. Hopefully yeah, this is over.
4: Still in the blood, for sure.
1: Uh, um, speaking of incredible talents, Zicky Dice has had a countdown on Twitter every day till he's a free agent.
0: Yep. Uh, I believe he's
1: currently four days out. Um, yeah, tomorrow it's three. So, uh, guys, we've we've had Zicky Dice on the show here before. Um mm-hmm. and honestly pretty happy he did put us in while uh he, he cut an interview with us here while he was also filming work for carney Carneyland um <laughs> uh, which is interesting because we got a whole lot of a back back screen backstage uh view of that um uh, we, we,
3: we even we even got a brief uh Ricky Starks uh photo bomb in our in that episode too we
1: did we did oh god. Now I gotta go tell Ricky Starks that he's been on my show.
3: <laughs>
1: Maybe he'll forgive me.
4: <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I, I hope he blasts you even more.
2: <laughs> yeah. For <Before laughs> forgetting he was on your show. He's, Matt.
4: he's he's gonna send you like an appearance fee. Matt,
2: <laughs> you forgot he was on our show. He <laughs> doesn't like
1: you already.
4: That he would be really charge you. funny if he sent an appearance fee.
1: It's all okay. <laughs> good. I'll do it from the PWO account and say I'm Ben. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Or Jeff? No, Jeff. Jeff uses Twitter too much.
3: Yeah. Who
1: as D. White? He uses Twitter too much, and he already needs like four. Uh, he, he has a PWO Twitter account. It's gonna be hard to do that one.
3: <laughs> yeah. No. For my 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 main Twitter account is 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 tweeter, teetering on the edge of a being banned. So, uh, especially, especially after today. But nice. Where does Zicky Dice land? I don't know, but I just saw. Um, if you watched that last week's Shockwave episode, which was a, 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 it was a replay of the of the the, the pay per view that they had um on what Primetime Live, um where he lost the belt, and um, okay, I like Zicky Dice, man, I love his character, but uh, he 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 missed some gym time. Uh, in during COVID, for sure, um, and uh, the match was good. It's, I love, of course, I love the the six oh five uh, time limit for the TV title, but uh, he lost. He lost the belt, and and I, uh, I mean, it was a decent match, but you know, Zicky has looked better. That's for sure. Still great character work, but he's a little sloppy. Be honest.
1: Well, that was, that was, I want to tell you, months ago at this point. Uh, that that was, no, it was.
3: Um,
1: so we did, not too sure what, what, where he's at now. Um, guys, I got to tell you, I have a feeling that he is Orlando-bound. I think he is heading to NXT. Uh,
2: also, speaking of Orlando, uh, Keith Lee is going to be getting a shot at the Universal title.
3: Wait, yeah, well, and, 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 and yeah, yeah, That's Yeah. us yeah, see that uh, just no, says next week. Next week on Raw. But uh, back to Zicky God. Dice, though, um, Zicky Dice, I will say this, I think is more of an impact kind of guy. And I will say it just from this. We know how WWE feels about people with sort of um, side hus- side hustles. And re- really for him, wrestling is kind of his side hustle from music. Um, so I don't know how they worked it with Jericho and Fozzie, but you know, with, with their new policy on sort of self-promotion, I do not think Zicky Dice is the type of person that's going to be okay with having his, um, side hustles and his self-promotion, uh, squashed dude. I saw, I I think that's probably a long shot. I think impact is probably a better fit for him. This
4: is not a shot at... Ziggy, but, uh, you know, you make exceptions for dudes like Jericho. (laughs) True. Um, True.
1: Now, my one reasoning is he has maybe the best backer in his corner for him for for WWE, and that he was trained by Seth Rollins. I could see them going the NXT route, letting him get some time in the PC to polish up a little bit more, um, and maybe even work on his in-ring.
4: The Messiah does need a new disciple.
1: And uh, honestly, who is more perfect than Zicky Dice for that? I mean, he's outlandish and he is ridiculous, um, but he is a Seth Rollins
3: guy. True. true. I just think he's one of those guys that I think is his character is him, right? Like it's very much him. That's not so much a character as it's just him. Um, And I think... That is not a good thing to be in WWE, right? So I I, th- I really think that's that's pr- it's just from being him in particular. But re- I mean, I got you on that, all that as far as the um, uh, as as being connected with Seth Rollins. But I think, dude, I think that's that's probably a long shot. And if he does, God bless him. But man, I think that's a mistake.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with Dwight. Mm. I think because he has so much other stuff he's doing. I don't think he'd come to the WWE unless it was a steep contract. Uh, I think he's probably going to remain on the smaller company side of things. So like an impact ring of honor. Uh, I could see an AEW appearance, but I don't think he signs full time with them.
1: I think the only way he gets on AEW right now, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, is he gets in on the Impact versus AEW, and we get maybe a rematch between him and Ricky Starks yep. without a time limit.
3: Yeah, I like that, too. I could see him. In- I mean, he definitely has sort of an MJF kind of vibe, you know, that where his- yeah. he's such an over-the-top character. I think he could fit in AEW. He could fit in Impact. Um, he can fit anywhere. I just think NXT is probably—he's definitely not a, a main roster, straight to the main roster kind of guy. Um, and NXT, you know, I mean, I just think—the, I mean, that's what they do with everyone—is completely retool their gimmick. And he is not a guy who I think is going to—is going to uh, is gonna work to retool his gimmick. I think his gimmick is—is yeah. is him, you know. Yeah. Um... He's going to ring him out. I, I I'm not I. I'm, uh, hey, you're not gonna hear me complain. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, my one, another concern is, does he change his name if he goes to WWE? Is he big enough of a draw to where he gets to keep his
1: name?
4: Uh, WWE's eyes, my opinion.
2: I I'm right there with you. I don't think he's.
1: <sighs> Nobody gets to keep their name really anymore.
4: You have to be a bona fide star already.
1: I, I agree. Yeah, you have to be a Keith Lee or Adam Cole talent yeah. and I I really really enjoy Zicky Dice. I just don't think he is as good as them coming into that. Oh man. Um It'll be interesting. I mean, we have the countdown. Maybe we'll know, maybe we'll know uh, by, by this time next Monday where Zicky Dice is landing.
4: Um He'll be he, interesting. He's not a guy I see really doing that well in this situation, but it would be a hell of a time to uh, make an appearance at Wrestle Kingdom.
3: Right. I just, well, you know, I, I just don't I, see
4: where he would fit in
3: storyline-wise. I, I want to see him do the whole, like, He, remember, like before he signed with NWA and he did a whole bunch of stuff on his own channel on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. That was hilarious. Like when he went to Pro Wrestling Tees and wanted to speak to the Young Bucks. That was
1: hilarious. (laughs) Trying to get a petition going so that he could be in the uh, Battle Royale.
3: Yep. It was hilarious.
1: Man. um, It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Also, I think it's interesting to note, Seth Rollins, back on Friday, if that's live, Zicky Dice contract is up. He's a free agent.
3: (laughs) Let me me just add this, because I was putting on, if you go to Zicky Dice's website, you can buy the official Zicky Dice fanny pack for $16,000.
1: That's how much it costs, dog. And
3: yes, it's on the, and it says, let's face it, you'll never be as cool as Zicky Dice, and you can't afford a $16,000 fanny pack because you're not Zicky Dice. (laughs) But being a, he says, but being a man of the people, he's allowing all of you to support your solidarity uh, to have the official fanny pack (laughs) with the
4: $16,000. How smart smart is that? Because at some point, some idiot was 16, that kind of spending money.
3: Yeah. Give
4: him that money. Somebody yeah. wins the lottery for a fanny
3: pack. Yep, hilarious. I love the guy. Sorry, I'm sorry. That at was, some, at some
4: point, he'll sell one of those and it'll make his year. <laughs> <That's
3: awesome. laughs> and then we'll, we'll
2: never stop hearing about how some loser bought a
3: $16,000. 000... No,
1: no, because no, you can't book him as a loser if you want to sell more. <laughs>
3: yeah, but he, you know, he'd be like MJF.
1: There's only one other guy who is this close. <laughs> To being as cool as he right. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. All right, sorry. Um, all right, let's rub it on over now to AEW. We got three things on the docket tonight left. So, uh, Sean Spears cut a promo uh, on on Dynamite this past week, discussing how uh, you know he's been to two different places. And the letters change, but how he's treated doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, They gave me a a glove to get me over when I didn't need a glove. This is just a Mm -hmm. gimmick. Uh, They didn't give me the time. So until they're ready to uh, be all in on Sean Spears,
3: he is out. Sean Spears. Sean Spears then, to impact—that's my rumor. I'll start it right now.
4: That would be a fantastic way to start this off.
1: Well, let me just go ahead and put this out there. Then now, too, AEW has removed the removed him from his from their roster on their website currently, as well as Sean Spears has removed his right. Twitter account.
2: Uh, this is either great promo work, or this is him realizing in. The two major companies in the U.S. of WWE and AEW, he's a mid-card guy. I've been saying it all along. He's not much more than a mid-card talent.
1: Uh, God, I disagree with you still.
4: Yeah, yeah I think this is going to work.
1: Um, Because I got yeah, to bring you guys back. I mean, remember when he dropped Cody with the chair <laughs> and it was the most talked about thing? Yeah. I mean, AEW was just coming in, and it was huge, and then all of a sudden, Sean Spears is cutting these incredible promos, and he has Tully Blanchard with him, and he is the biggest heel in AEW right now. I mean, last, last time
4: I checked, he actually wins matches in AEW. I mean, yeah. He um,
1: does. So, God, uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm wondering how long they'll keep him off television because um, he has been a staple on dark. He has been putting down people over there. Um, and I, I really appreciate the fact that they're going this route. I mean, we, we've we seen it now a couple of times for people who are getting over big on dark or who are getting these big wins and they're coming over to the television time on dynamite um, and, and really kind of shaking their spots. Um, we're going to talk about SCU here later. Um, and everything with them and how they've tied that in with Dark. Man, it is just further proving AW Dark you cannot miss.
3: No. It's
1: becoming more and more vital to the show. Well, I, I sure have been.
4: I think they are certainly testing things as they prepare for a second T V show on Dark right now as well. True. Um Britt Baker's thing is a prime example of something I would fully expect to move. Um, to a TV show, as soon as there's, you know, maybe four hours a week that they have TV time, whether that's Dynamite or a new show, um, I think they're trying to gauge what the, the crowd response is to it.
1: Um, and honestly, the in-ring work is fantastic anywhere you go for AEW at this point. There's not really a bad match. For them, a bad match is an okay match for most other locations. Mm. Uh, we're just pretty hypercritical of it because there's not a lot to be upset about, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's always
4: always going to be certain booking things that you're not going to agree with, but for the most part, they're doing a pretty good job.
3: Oh. Hey, if you have uh, grand a meta, grand meta leak over The Miz uh, on your parlay ticket, then you're feeling good right now. Yep. The world doesn't
0: deserve The Miz.
1: You know, it would be a much better place for The Miz? Anywhere. AEW. i with Miz,
4: and I love The Miz. I'm probably top Miz Mark. The Miz Ark. In, in all of our group here. Problem with the Miz is he is an older, lesser version of MJF at this point in his career. True. There's no role for him in WWE, or uh, in there AEW. There you go. Um, I
3: think I have a movie spot Pat has spoken.
4: It. And I love the guy to death. I, I wish... I and mean, then WWE has
1: totally missed the boat on not having him successfully cash in, but it is what it is. Um, we're gonna go now to uh, that Matt Hardy promo. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know if this is on BTE or if this was on Dynamite. I honestly don't know. Um, but Matt Hardy was kind of approached for. Being a bit of a dick lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he went off. I guess he finally broke. Um, you know, he he's always been selfless in this business. He's always done everything he can to help his brother, to help everyone else, whoever he's tagging with. Put over whoever he's in the ring with. Um, but it all changed for him at All Out uh, with that bump. And he talks about how, you know, the fans were shitting on him. You know, and and he does everything for the fans. Uh, It's a fantastic promo. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said he, you know, he came to AEW to put together this broken masterpiece that everyone's asked for. Uh, And then everyone was, you know, talking about how they need to promote the younger talent. They need to have the younger guys on the show. Why are we having Matt Hardy here? So Matt Hardy said he needed to go back and show why, you know, why he is worth this time and why he is worth this. Uh, and he's trying to put out these incredible matches, and all all the fans are doing are shitting on him. Um, and so finally, he kind of broke and like, "Look, I'm finally gonna leech off of this business that's leeched off of me for years." Um, this was incredible, in my opinion. This was absolutely incredible, and I think because it was very real.
0: It's
1: the best Matt Hardy we've seen since the original Broken UMC. Um, and that's look. I'm not saying Matt Hardy's gonna come out and and drop a five star match. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean that's not Matt Hardy. I hate saying that, especially not at this point of his career. That's not Matt Hardy, but uh. <laughs> You know stuff like this, where he's just talking from the heart, in my opinion and maybe I'm totally wrong, and maybe he is playing a character and he's doing it damn well um, but this will just fantastic to me. I thought this was wonderful uh promo work. I...
0: Mm-hmm debating whether or not
4: I want to bring something up. I say go for it. Uh, Alright. Um, you know this whole thing sets up for a heel turn. Yep. Uh, could he could he turn on private party and become the new leader of the dark order?
1: I think it'd be too soon for that in my opinion. I
4: mean I'm not saying the leader thing happens Wednesday because I there's no way, but yeah, no. could that be a long term? I mean, obviously, this promo happened before we knew about Brody, but now, I know that, a now that the s- door is open, there,
2: oh, yeah. I know a little bit of speculation has been that he was going to take a heel turn and turn on private party. Uh, I feel like we've mentioned it on here once or twice.
1: Yeah, especially with him being more of a jerk lately.
2: Yeah. Uh, the
1: issue is, if you're going to turn on a tag team, you got to be in a... you got to have somebody with you for that fight. You know? Unless hmm. you have a
4: faction a to, send, to send people to do your bidding who are going to be at their weakness without their leader. Which uh... Is- uh I
3: mean, I don't know. I think you just, I think you sold me on it, Pat. I think, because remember when we first had the Exalted One, a lot of people assumed that it was going to be Matt Hardy. And I think that, you? you know, that's, the, and we kind of were surprised when it was Birdie Lee. Although, they, if you remember, they debuted, was that, they debuted the same night. Same yeah, night.
4: night, and they did. They, Brody Lee did ask to be the Exalted One. He wasn't the original plan. Right. So I still think Matt Hardy might have been the original guy.
3: And maybe that's kind of where this has been coming from with uh, Brody Lee being out because the yeah. obviously they knew a lot more about his condition than, than, than they, than they had released. And so yeah. I, I think that could be exactly what we're headed towards, and I hope so.
4: The only, I mean,
3: I guess since this
4: can of worms is open, uh, there were two outcomes me and Matt kind of thought about Uh, we weren't really planning on talking about on the show. Uh, And one is, uh, well, this was mine,
0: but Cole Cabana turned him
4: serious uh, into a serious character. Maybe, maybe make the, maybe make the like promo that he, uh, he had been personally selected by Brody and like, you know, him playing lighthearted and loose was because he knew that time in his career was coming to an end whenever it was time to step in for Brody. Um, And, you know, drop the Colt Cabana name and go by his, his actual given name because Colt Cabana is not really like a Strong heel name.
3: Are oh, you mean Matt Classic?
4: No, 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 no. Like <laughs> his actual, his actual like
1: government name, Scott Colton.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, or and I just thought of another one too. If Hang we're gonna Man. do this, how about Hangman Page? Hangman.
4: That was the other one. Yeah. Go, yeah. go, go all in on Hangman.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. Those were the two that we talked about, and then now the Matt Hardy thing makes a
1: lot of sense. Well, I said right. maybe you have them. On the verge of blowing up, and, and maybe a new signee comes in and regroups them. Eric uh, Rowan. D-
3: Dustin Rhodes. I mean, du- uh, but, but I guess maybe uh, that's out the window no. right now. I-
1: Eric Rowan. Uh, well, actually, I had said Sammy Callahan's contract is up in January, from my understanding. Oh.
3: Yeah. We wouldn't get the funny stuff if Sammy Callahan came in. Get baseball matches.
4: Uh, you, you just get it without a.
3: Ooh, this is an interesting topic.
1: it's um not not a topic to really yeah uh, we, we didn't really want to talk about it tonight initially,
4: but I mean, I you hate to say it, but it's a part of the business when something happens
1: an inevitability, um, unless we just disband the dark order, which I think would be a, a bad decision. That to hurts make,
4: everybody yeah. also also yeah. like brody believed in the dark order so much so that he chose that path to be the leader. Yeah, Like, I think you would almost, I don't want to say you'd be insulting his memory by just breaking them up, but in a way you kind of would be just because, like, you know, how much time did he invest in all those guys? You've read it. Yep. Um, So to break all them up, it would almost be like a slap, slap in the face to everybody.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be interesting. It really is. Um, you hate you hate to see that happen, honestly. <laughs> but speaking of people eventually breaking up, um, I am gonna hard change this subject here. Uh, SCU was in the waiting room with uh, Doctor Britt Baker and Reba. Another
4: very good segment.
1: Yes, the waiting room has been pretty consistently well done on dark. Uh, um, where uh, you know, SCU of Christopher Daniels and Kazarian were going a little back and forth um, with with Kaz saying like, "Look, man, every time we've lost, it's been you. You've been the one teeth the pin." And I get it, like you got hit in the head with a boombox against the acclaimed, but it's still you every time. Um, And I'm sorry because I'm, I'm letting this professional frustration get in the way of, you know, who, who you are to me as in my best friend, the the brother, I I don't have. Yada, yada, yada. Daniel says, you know, I've been saying that I, I think the time has been coming and, you know, it's gotten to the point now where I've, I've dreaded coming to work. I hate coming to work. I, I, get on that flight and I am just filled with anxiety and, and fear and frustration. Um, So, you know, maybe this is the sign that I need to walk away. Daniel says, look, that's not going to happen. You're not going to do that to your family. You're not going to do that to your fans. You're not going to do that to yourself. So let's put the pressure on. We're going to win the tag titles. We're going to do it Um, because the next time we lose, we are done as a tag team.
5: Mhm.
1: Um and that's major implications there considering this is Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Um so I guess at this point my question for you guys having heard all that, A, do they win the tag titles? And B, do they do they lose in a in a clean fashion when they lose as in does does one of them screw the other one over, or maybe we implode at the end of it?
3: Yeah, I, I think we're. I think maybe we're just. This is the, this is the retirement arc for Christopher Daniels. Um, you know, as and I mean, he went through the whole thing of when he turned fifty and all that stuff, and uh, I think maybe that's what that is. Him moving toward a backstage, more of a more backstage role.
4: Um, oh. Who's the tag team that gets the rub? Top Flight.
3: Uh, It looks like it could be the Acclaimed, who seem to be more of a—they're working as a heel. Heel. Yeah. True.
2: The question here is: Do the Acclaimed win the titles, and then they get a chance at the titles?
1: Well, Acclaimed already lost that title match uh, this past week. That they had against the Young Bucks in in a fantastic match. I don't think you're going to see
4: the title come off the Bucks for a little while. Um, uh, AEW has made it a point that they value likely title runs.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm not saying, you know, we're going to drop the title tomorrow to the acclaimed.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I'm just saying, like, in general. Yeah. Do
2: they go on, you know, a five month winning streak and. You know, and in that time, the acclaimed... It either somehow is like a triple threat match or it's a match for the number one contender or whatever.
1: I, I think, I think they're, they beat the acclaimed on the way to the tag title match. I think they are losing to the Young
4: Bucks at Revolution.
1: Wow. pro titles. Oof. I mean, that would make sense. It's the SoCal guys.
4: Yeah.
1: Um... Um, I was gonna say I'd like
4: I'd like them to give a young team a rub, but I can also see them going out retirement style. With you know, uh, Daniels, I wouldn't expect is actually going anywhere, even if he comes off television. He's probably gonna become a full time behind the scenes worker.
1: Yeah, although I um, expect maybe he'll still get some time in in singles.
4: If he wants it, but like, like Dwight said, I I, he kind of hinted at a retirement from the ring coming.
1: I also got to bring up, I mean... Is this
4: the end of SCU?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the end of SCU. I mean, I think that has been... Yeah, I know, we've been building towards that, but man, the, the, the constant talk of a trios champion, and SCU might not even be around for it. Oh, well, they're not needed
4: for it.
1: I don't think you're wrong, but man, that's a very strong trios team that you can have. It, I, did, to I think
4: Kaz deserves one more run as a singles guy, whether that means he inevitably becomes a TNT champion or maybe has a similar storyline to the world title and comes up short. Um, but he deserves another <laughs> strong run. And Scorpio Scott is kind of one of the three or four guys I think most of us agree on are like one of the three or four guys you want to build as major stars going forward. Yeah. I mean, I think he's on the short list with MJF, Sammy, Jungle Boy. Uh, You know, there's a lot of other guys with potential there, but I think those are kind of the three or four guys that we've consistently looked at and going like well these are gonna be these are gonna be your guys that you can throw your product around. Darby Allen you know is clearly on that list too. Yeah
1: it's gonna be a lot. I I, I can you know, see I would really like to see a heel team kinda get this rub though. I, I do I, I agree like they claimed it would be a good one. I would really like to see Pride and Powerful. Oh, that'd be good, too. You're the ones.
2: yeah.
1: Because um, God, that would give them some major momentum that they, they rightfully deserve.
4: Uh, let, uh, you know, let, you know, okay, so how about this? You really want to, you really want to, you really want to do this and do it right. I know it's um Grayson. I know it's a X division match. But have them lose on TNA to the guns in an Ultimate X match for the tactiles.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I
4: mean I mean what 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 more appropriate way for Christopher Daniels? I mean that that match built so many of their careers. Yeah. Uh, my one
2: concern with that idea is, well, it didn't happen on Dynamite, so.
0: Uh, AEW yeah. doesn't typically do
1: that, though. Obviously,
4: yeah. though, this is obviously this is dependent on how how much of this invasion angle really happens. Yeah. You could you could have that match at Revolution. It could be a TN or it could be an Impact-themed match. Yeah. Um, you know, you know it, and have it on AEW and have the guns come over. You just have to have the TN or, you know, the, the Impact. Impact tag titles. Yeah. Okay. Be what, what they're for so you can use the Impact stipulation. Yeah. I got, um,
0: man. Yeah. You got something like,
3: While we're looking here. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I guess for, for me is, you know, I was thinking back to, you know, going back as with Daniels and Kazarian as the addiction and how far back that went. Um, that really was more of a, uh, of a ROH thing, but, um, you know, I, I think, I just think that it's that whatever is going to happen. The, the trios thing is the is the is the part that sort of lays outstanding for me because when you think about a trios title, I mean that's I mean they were Ring of Honor six man champions, yeah. um, and so it would be great for them to do that. But I I, mm-hmm. I just Daniels is trying to phase out. So
0: so. This would be a stupid cop out. But if they lost as a tag team,
4: that doesn't mean they couldn't necessarily compete as a trio.
2: Uh, my issue with that is SCU. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but
3: ah, let's get the Hung Bucks back. Remember that with Hangman Page yeah. and the Young Bucks? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a
1: there's a ton of I mean, there's a ton of groups um Dude, you can go all in on belt collector and have the elite yeah. of young bucks and omega
4: or have um, him and and the good brothers yeah yeah you've got you got Something dark like o- you got dark order you can do team taz you can do... Fred, jungle yeah, the hey, gun. Yeah, yeah, The gun club.
3: Yeah, put it, put mean, FT, you, put it, put FTR with Sean Spears. You yeah. know who knows? You
4: got, you got a ton of built-in relationships and styles. Um,
0: oh man, there's so much they could do. I, I
4: don't know. You, you very easily find a third person to go with Kip and uh, Miro. You know, Sammy and Pride Powerful.
0: Yeah.
1: Eager, Jericho, MJF. Or Wordlow. Yeah. Insert third party member here of Inner Circle. <laughs> um, yeah. Cody and the Natural Nightmares.
4: <laughs> yeah, Cody, Dustin, QT.
1: Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, Death triangle. Yeah, yeah, now,
1: yeah. honestly Death Triangle probably should be the first inaugural winners when they do that.
4: I mean it would be super appropriate for Kingston, Butcher and Blade versus uh versus the, the finals of, of a tournament for the titles. So it'd probably uh, Randy Orton's in
0: the Firefly fun hat. Ben, what just happened to your mic?
3: Yeah, Randy Orton's at Firefly Flint house. He was supposed to be a guest with Alexa Bliss.
2: I took out the wrong earbud. in her playground.
3: And so Randy Orton showed up in the Firefly Flint Gosh, I don't want to watch it.
1: Well, guys, I guess we're going to go do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So with all this being said, a whole lot of wrestling news coming out. Uh, Over just over the past week, um, obviously we really wanted to spend some time and talk about Brody Lee, Luke Harper, John Huber. We really wanted to talk about these things. Uh, We really wanted to give you guys a news update, especially with everything going on. Uh, This Thursday, you guys will be treated to our prediction show, where we give you guys our predictions for 2021. We'll tell you guys how we graded out on 2020. Uh, I'll I'll give those predictions to. Uh, someone who was not there, and they can grade how we did. <laughs> that way, that way, it's non-biased. As, as non-biased as it can be. Um. With that, guys, do I gotta do the thing. Do the thing.
3: Do, do the thing.
1: We must bid you adieu. He wait, he's gonna uh, do the thing. Goodbye. Good night. He did the, the thing. He did the thing. One's a little tighter. Yeah.
3: Hey, it's Monday. You know what that means? That means <laughs> we'll
4: see you later. Have a good right. week. Happy, Happy New year. year. Happy New Year's. Happy New, Year's. Happy new
0: Year.